Hello everyone, welcome to the episode 99 of Solid Saturday. Our today's guest, Shaili Najjar, is a nutrition mindset coach, dietitian, and certified intuitive eating counselor. She has helped hundreds of people to let go of the shoots of eating so they can enjoy their food, improve their health, and fully live their lives. She owns Confident Nutrition, where she helps women transform their personal and professional lives through personalized nutrition and mindset change. Outside of work, she loves traveling, eating amazing foods, writing, dancing, and spending time with a good book. Her encouraging and practical approach will be valuable for our Solid Saturday audience, and I'm hoping that you would be interested to listen from her more. So let's just welcome her and hear more about her career journey. How did she find her area of interest and managing to do that? Hey, hi, Shelly. Very happy to have you on the show and really appreciate all your time and consideration being on the show. Thanks for having me, Vachali. Thank you so much. This is, as I mentioned right earlier as well, that this is one of the areas we will definitely look forward to cover as a part of this podcast. I think being in the pandemic, people became a lot more health conscious and the, they're taking care of their diet and the nutrition. So definitely we are looking forward to this episode and hope audience will get a lot of value add from this episode. So to begin with, we have a very generic segment, which is more about, you know, how one person can find their passion or the interest in particular area. So how did you find your areas of interest that to in coaching and that to specifically in like, you know, nutrition and diet kind of a field and what motivates you where you are today? Yeah, it's, um, that's a great question. And it's kind of a back and forth story, I guess, um, between what got me interested in nutrition, and then what got me interested in coaching. And so it started in eighth grade, um, I was doing a science fair project for my school. And um, the topic was around nutrition. And I really, really loved what I was learning. It was connected to everything. I hadn't learned much about it at that time. So I got really excited about, you know, this new thing that like seemed like it was connected to basically all of life. Um, and so I was like, I am going to be a dietitian. And <laughs> I, I job shadowed some, like, I don't know, three or four dietitians mm-hmm. and talked to them about like, what did they like? What did they not like? Um, and then I actually got to college and found out that, you know, there was there was a bunch of things um, that kind of led to this point, but um, through, through undergraduate and graduate uh, university, I got kind of burnt out on, on nutrition um, in the way that it was taught. So it was taught as like a bunch of rules and, you know, for sure this works for everybody. And then if it doesn't, it must be the person's fault. Not like maybe we didn't quite get the the advice correct. Right. Um, And so I got really burnt out on that and I worked in a hospital for a little bit and I think that was kind of the, the tipping point where I was like, I love the, the helping people through things, but I feel like the way that I was taught to do it was actually more harmful in the long run than helpful. And so I was like, I want to help people feel like they are set up for success, you know, not like we're just setting them up for failure and then blaming them for it. Um, so I, I decided to just look at the coaching aspect of it, like behavior change, goal achievement, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And so I really got into the coaching aspect and kind of put nutrition aside for um, about a couple of years. 
And then after I got um, into the coaching and I was helping people and they found out more that I was a dietitian and they wanted to do health things. And I was like, well, I don't really want to do health things, but I had to like go back and forth. Like, how do I do this? Because I know I can still help people. Right. And I can still help people in nutrition. So how do I do it mm-hmm. in a way that feels good and, and feels helpful and is actually helping people make progress. And mm-hmm. so what took me back to nutrition was really learning about um, a process called intuitive eating. And so I ended up getting another certification in, in this mm-hmm. process. And that really helped me feel like, oh, I'm connecting to what works for that person individually mm-hmm. because it's using our own bodies, cues, like each person's mm-hmm. body's cues mm-hmm. um, to figure out what, when and how much to eat um, and combining that with what do we know about nutrition science um, and population data and, and using that instead of saying that we're going to use like this generic rule for everybody mm-hmm. and just try to fit the person into it. Um, mm. that, you know, it's much more personalized this way and, yeah. um, and way less restrictive and controlled. Wow. So, so yeah, that, that's kind of like that, you know, it's like going back and forth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this is the best, I think the way of, you know, finding out your area of interest, the way you mentioned a couple of things, which were like, you know, connecting with the like-minded people who are already practicing in the same area, then taking that proper route as well, like, you know, doing the proper certifications so that you have that uh, added to your name. And then people can approach you and provide it. Plus, you can get the practical experience to understand different body types to come up with proper nutrition and the diet plan for them. So definitely, this is like a proper approach, I guess. And thank you so much for sharing. Moving towards our next segment is more or about questions from the audience. And the first question that we have is what to do so you feel more in control and control any food cravings? Or uh, there is one more question uh, that I have is exercise over diet. What do you think is more important? Yeah, those are really very common questions. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the second one first. Um, so of the question of which is more important exercise or what we eat, um, I would actually say neither. <laughs> They're both important <laughs> for our health, right? They're both important. We need to move our bodies and we need to nourish our bodies. Um, I think that the focus sometimes, especially in, in certain cultures, um, I live in the U S mm-hmm. um, in, in our culture here. Um, I think in general, mm-hmm. we have kind of a obsessive, obsessive tendency around the concepts of exercise and nutrition and eat, mm-hmm. eating healthy and things like that. And so it becomes this big burden where people don't want to do either of them mm-hmm. and they still feel like they should. Uh, but they don't want to, or they can't keep it up. Um, and so sometimes just saying like, you know what, they're both important and it's whichever one is going to, you know, nurse you best right now. Um, let's start there with something really, really small, right. And not having this expectation that we have to move every day or, you know, run if we hate running or eat kale, if we hate kale, like there's ways of finding things that feel good in our bodies, mm-hmm. um, and can still be nourishing. And so I, I like to help people find that balance, um, and I think it, I think really they're both important, um, but more than just saying that they're important, holding that in a gentle sort of way is, mm-hmm. is even more important because it's really about how do we think about these things that will then impact what do we do about them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I think that kind of goes to the, the first piece of that question is like, what do we do when we feel out of control around our food, right? Um, 
<laughs> very anti-intuitively, uh-huh. the answer that I would give is to ease up on the sense of control. Um, if you feel, if, if you want to feel more controlled around your food, try not to control your food as much. Um, mm-hmm. The reason for that is really like, okay, if we, if we think about, try not to think about your phone right now. Mm-hmm. What did you just think about? So it is more or like, you know, I was thinking about the situation, like, you know, because today I had like a uh, extremely craving for like, you know, something sweet, like a dessert thing. So I was thinking that, you know, the way you are mentioning that, you know, uh, don't control it, but um, how do you see that actually? So if you are eating yeah. sugary well, food. So it's kind of like if you were thinking of that sweet, that sweet craving uh-huh. um, and cravings are interesting because they can be generated from a lot of different reasons, but let's just, let's just simplify it and say, if we were thinking of that sweet craving and we decide to fight it and we say, no, no, I don't want to eat sweets mm-hmm. or I just, I will just have a tiny bit of sweet and then nothing after this. And I have to eat very healthy after because I ate the sweet. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then the next time, oh, well, I was, I was, I didn't have it last time. Maybe I can have a little bit now. Mm-hmm. You keep pushing, you keep pushing, you keep pushing that off it's going to become some time when you're going to eat the sweets and you're going to eat a lot of them. Right. Uh-huh. And it's just going to feel so out of control because this is the one and only time that you're allowing yourself to have sweets and you're going to be better about it next time. Uh-huh. And you, you know, I'll, I'll eat healthy after this. Like, Oh, I already ate one, maybe just one more. Oh, no, I ate two. Like, okay, well what I'll just start over tomorrow. And then you just keep eating them. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's not about what is actually satisfying and what is like enjoyable just now, like as mm-hmm. you eat it, but also what is it going to make you feel like, you know, after like two hours later or the next morning, like, are you going to have a really big headache or stomach ache mm. or is your energy going to like spike and then trash, mm. you know, like what are you going to be feeling? It's probably not the most satisfying experience, mm-hmm. but if you had backed up and you said instead, okay, instead of trying to control this whole situation, I'm just going to say, is this the most satisfying? What would be the most satisfying? Mm. And if I think, it might be eating something sweet. I'll say, okay, what would I like to eat? And I go and eat the, the little bit of sweet that I feel like would be satisfying both now and after I eat. And that way it just eases up because I can have it whenever I want to. So it's not this big thing where I have to start using willpower and energy. Um, it, it's it's kind of like this idea where if I said, don't think about your cell phone, mm. or, you know, what did you instantly think about now? Instantly, I think about the thing like, you know, <laughs> when you mentioned it, actually, uh, right. one, one thing I, I think it works with the food cravings, I guess, the mention, as you mentioned that, you know, uh, small quantity, eat the small quantity. Or uh, most of the times what I do is whenever I feel like, you know, uh, cravings about any kind of a food, I discuss or see the pictures for some time. And then, you know, I control my cravings, actually. So I just don't go and just eat it or something like that. I just try to control it first from my side. So if I have like a lot of, uh, like, you know, cravings for the food, which is more or like, no, I would like to uh, eat more like a sweet. Um, definitely it is not good, right? And as you mentioned as well, that if you keep eating it, it is not healthy at all. Or it, if you control it also completely, it is not healthy either because uh, if you are habitual to certain habits from the upbringing, 
side of it like you know if you have the habit of having the early morning tea or coffee so you just don't go and suddenly stop it you can just reduce the quantity that you drink so yeah i mean it's not necessary to cut out all these things right yeah. i think that's the that's the thing that catches a lot of people by surprise yeah. about this technique is that it's not about good and bad foods it's yes. not about you are morally evil because you ate sugar mm. it's neutral yeah. right eating sugar eating something sweet enjoying it enjoying that cultural practice enjoying your family history enjoying these things enjoying life and food mm. as a part of life is is good is healthy is is yeah. a part of our well-being right it doesn't have to be oh i am you know everything about this is now suddenly bad or good like yeah. no it's just yeah. it's just food mm-hmm. Right. It's just food. Let's yeah, just yeah. look at food <laughs> again. Right. It's not the biggest thing yeah. in the world. Yes, I also don't stop it actually. But definitely the way you are mentioning yeah. those areas, the, 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 the way you are mentioning that definitely works actually. Those are the practical ways that, you know, reduce the quantity or, you know, have a little bit of it and then compensate with the more healthy food afterwards. Yeah. So and it's really, it's not about like yeah. the going back and forth. Like you don't have to earn it. You don't have yeah. to compensate actually. Yeah. Right. Like if we're truly learning how to listen to our bodies and I have a whole, a whole process that I take people through for this. Um, if we're truly listening to that, then it doesn't like, we don't have to limit or make up for it or compensate or anything like that. We can just enjoy it in the moment mm-hmm. and then enjoy the next moment. And we don't have to keep track of our food and we don't have yeah. to keep, you know, fighting it and using willpower. That's the, that was the idea that I'm saying about like, you know, you, you mentioned, like, as soon as I said not to think about the phone, you thought about the phone. Yeah. <laughs> Just because I set up the rule, now we're thinking about the phone that we were never thinking about in the first place. Yeah. So if I said, hey, let's not, you know, oh, we have to limit our sugar. Instantly now we're, we're using energy to think about not eating too much sugar. When mm. we previously were just using the energy for something else. And when we're thinking about living our lives and leading people in our best way, if we're constantly sucking down our energy and mm-hmm. our willpower and our decision-making skills by focusing on things that never needed to be focused on in the first place, mm-hmm. you know, it's holding us back from being the leader that we want to be. Yep. 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 That's true. And one more point, actually, the way you mentioned, I just remembered one uh, speaker actually who was talking about how our brain functions. So in that, he mentioned that, you know, our brain never listens to what we are saying. So if I say that, don't imagine, you know, something, your brain is going to imagine it. So if you say something, which starts with don't do this, don't do that, <laughs> your brain is definitely going to think about it. So, <laughs> so instead of saying don't, uh, it is more like, you know, negation, it's more about talking in a way that your brain is not going to contradict that. So this is like how the human brain works as well. Like, you know, when you say not to do, uh, it tries to do and imagine. So, mm-hmm. so that is something I think uh, it's very important as well to understand how it is going to function. And the way you are mentioning, those are very, very, very practical ways, actually, because I can, I already applied those. And then definitely those are like kind of a practical ways to look into it when you have the food cravings. So thank you so much for sharing. And uh, one more question that we have is how to grow your kitchen confidence so you can care for yourself and loved ones through food? Yeah, um, this is a really important one, I think, because, you know, it's it's so built up now that we have access to all these cooking shows and 
you know, Instagram and Pinterest, and all these mm. different food pictures, right? We mm. see this amazing looking food. We see these chefs that are whipping out things that you would only imagine like, you know, in your dreams and they do it in like 10 minutes or less with, you know, half of the ingredients missing. And it's such a barrier to people feeling like they can cook too, you know, or maybe they only know like the three meals that they go to and they're really bored. So what I would say is practice, just keep practicing. And it doesn't have to be really hard things that you're practicing. It can be because, you know, all food can fit so we can ease up on the expectation that it has to look amazing the first time you try it because those chefs, they didn't get that way instantly. Like the first time they walked into a kitchen, they couldn't do those things. Mm-hmm. It's a, a matter of practice. It's a matter of sometimes, you know, the food doesn't taste good. And then what do we do about that? We learn either how to change it or mm-hmm. we learn we don't actually like that food. So we're going to cook something entirely different. You know, it, it's a process of learning and experimenting and, mm-hmm. and easing up that expectation for ourselves about what is our food going to look like the first time we make something? It's not going to look like Instagram, right? It's not going to yeah. look like this amazing photo journal of food. It's, it's just like, it's just food. It's just cooking. And I think when you bring it, especially when you're talking about loved ones, like if you cook a meal, kind of that idea, like if you cook it with heart, right? Like you cook it with love, it's going to be received well. It's, they're not going to care, you know, that it's not the chef's amazing thing. It's, it's a family meal. It's a meal made with love. And if we focus on that piece, then I think that can ease up the expectation. Yeah, that's true. That's why, you know, moms are more valuable because the way they cook is always with the love. So they never think how many people are there and how many people, you know, guests are coming at home or something like that because they cook the food with a lot of love and it always turns out good in test. Mm-hmm. Uh, versus when we think about uh, today's generation, we are a lot more busy, right? So we don't really enjoy it. It's more or like order it online and get it done. Mm-hmm. That kind of a thing. So because we want the things quick and we want to, we don't want to spend a lot of time in cooking, but cooking is definitely something like a passion as well as uh, it is something that if you do by liking, then you never get tired of. But if you don't like to cook, then it's very hard to get that habit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, finding little tricks and tips that you can use to speed up that process. So you're not in the kitchen as long as you don't like being yeah. in the kitchen. Um, you know, learning some of those basic cooking skills so that you yeah. can go through things faster and feel more confident. Um, you know, having somebody help you out with some tips or like just learning a set of things. So you don't have to do the decision making part of it. Cause some people, they don't mind the cooking necessarily, but they don't like the choosing what to make. Mm. So there's, there's a lot of different yeah, ways to come at it, it, depending on like which part is the biggest barrier. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And then there is always thing like, you know, nowadays, if you think about it, cooking is like a must thing. Like, you know, you have to learn it. If you're staying by yourself, it doesn't talk about, you know, guys has to cook or girls has to cook. It is like everyone needs to learn cooking. Mm-hmm. So at some point you can't just survive on the outside food all the time. So it's very, very important that you cook for yourself. At least it's another story, whether, you know, you, are, you can cook for yourself and feed others mm-hmm. requires a lot of, lot of things, but at least you should be able to take care of yourself and cook for yourself. So thank you so much for sharing. And we are moving towards our middle segment, which is more or about fun or the relaxation segment. And here, 
we have a couple of keywords which are more or associated with your profile or the career and you have to just tell me whatever comes to your mind so it can be an abstract definition it can be a replacement keyword or uh, if you want to come up with something creative after hearing all those three words you can come up with those as well so are you ready mm-hmm. so the first keyword that we have is we are talking a lot more about it so health yeah health i think of i think the first word that comes to my mind is well-being so not just that one aspect of physical health like we think about a lot but kind of the whole person health the idea that it's made up of multiple components um different parts of our lives and it mm. you know at at our like at our peak of of well-being that those all are going to have some level of of functioning um that we hope to find there yeah nowadays it is most important actually that you take care of uh all the types of your health like whether it is a physical or the mental it's very very important that you take care of that mm-hmm. so the second keyword that we have is diet yeah um actually i think of this really funny situation that happened in in the hospital they would write the word diet on on the wall and then say what kind of foods the patient had to eat um and this this patient was like they woke up and they didn't realize that they were in the hospital mm-hmm. and they saw the word diet but they saw it as d i e with an arrow pointing at them Oh. um so it said die with an arrow pointing at them and they were very distressed obviously because they thought that somebody wanted to kill them mm-hmm. um and i just thought that that was so interesting because when we think of diets like neutrally a diet officially is just the collection of foods that we eat it's very neutral mm-hmm. but when we talk about it like culturally a lot of people think a diet is something that you go on to mm-hmm. be healthier to lose weight to do something right mm-hmm. um and not that losing weight and being healthy are the same thing i don't think they are um so they they see these things mm-hmm. but actually when we're going on something that is like very restrictive very rules based very you should and shouldn't eat these foods um we actually end up with worse outcomes than when we just let our own sense of satisfaction and bodies guide mm-hmm. us through that process that i was talking about um and so if we're thinking of like long life a diet is not the way to go for it yeah. and, you know it's the opposite of that actually and so that's why i think like man that is such a good example but yeah wow. die with an arrow at you like that's not a good situation to be in <laughs> yeah thank you so much for sharing this is very interesting and uh, the third keyword that we have is happiness hmm actually i think of yellow daisies um <laughs> daisies or even just the white ones with the like bright yellow center. Uh-huh. That flower it's it's my favorite. It just makes me feel so happy. Um and they just like like scream happiness and friendship and like joy, you know, it's just that simple simple pleasures kind of idea. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing it and definitely it was very unique actually to hear from you on these specific keywords which we definitely don't talk more often. Uh because when we have very busy life day to day nobody checks right uh, how you are doing how is your health or how is your diet maybe just because of the pandemic nowadays people are more careful 
uh, about each other and they take care of like you know by asking at least on the social front like you know how you're doing or how is it going on your side on the physical health or the mental health but generally those are lot more ignored words i guess in our day to day conversation because it's very very important that you show that care to the other person and uh, Mm-hmm. it definitely comes with the practice actually if you learn to do that and definitely uh, you would be more careful when you talk to the other person and uh, give mm-hmm. importance to that person as well that you know where he stands in that current that that point of time so thank you so much for sharing and mo- moving towards our next segment which is more or about little more knowing you so exploring your career work or volunteering we have your favorite topic in this which is practical self care and food ideas to feel balanced nourished and energized even on busy days i think this is very very important nowadays i guess for this generation mm-hmm. yeah yeah and it is very important because a lot of times we don't realize that you know we could feel a lot more energy throughout our day um and get things done a little faster if we actually nourish our bodies right like sometimes we'll push through we don't eat breakfast cuz we're in a rush mm-hmm. and then lunchtime oh we're in the middle of something so we'll eat a little bit later and then lunchtime comes and goes and then it's almost time for dinner so you don't want to eat something too close to dinner so then at dinner time you eat like your entire day's worth of food all at once then you feel so uncomfortable and then you don't sleep as well and then you're not hungry in the morning cuz you ate oh. so much food at night and we just start that cycle all over again but what else is happening during that time we have like an afternoon slump of energy where we just can't think the same way we're a little bit more irritable you know all these things like we don't have the energy to do all the things we're rushing around trying to do mm-hmm. and so i think that taking care of ourselves um you know just thinking about it like how i would take care of somebody i loved right and make sure that they their needs were met um how would i take care of a pet that i loved how would i how do i want to take care of myself is the same question um are we meeting our basic needs are we making sure that we're fed and do we have enough water do we move enough today where we feel comfortable you know those kinds of questions do we get rest do we get some play um that is like those practical pieces that can be easily integrated like only 10 minutes here and there right or even smaller like did i take a break did i look away from the computer at all today you know did i mm. even like did i go to the toilet when i needed to go or did i try to hold it all day long because yeah. i was just trying to focus you know those yeah. kinds of things like it's just um the little practical things that we can do to remind ourselves that mm-hmm. we're still living beings we're not robots yeah 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 that's very true actually and uh, it's more or about uh, changing little bit of habits as well so for me actually is to just get away from the computers i remember when i started my career uh i started having this small bottle of water so that you know every time it finishes i will go and fill it up mm-hmm. that way i have to you know get <laughs> get yeah. out of my seat and then go and fill, fill it up so i think that was also the practice that you know i will purposely go away from the computer and i'll fill the water and make sure that i'll drink more <laughs> bottles that day so that is one of the ways i guess uh, but definitely as you mentioned uh, self care is more important at is and it's more or about practice actually so you have to practice it to get that habits those habits in your day to day life mm-hmm. so thank you so much for sharing that and uh, 
we are moving towards little closure and we have a second last segment which is more about tips or advice and here you can mention your you know answer with books or courses as well so we have the question which is any tips or advice would you like to give to the students or the professionals who are looking to get into this field and looking this as their long term career option like being a coach or the dietitian or the nutritionist yeah i would say that um first off as a coach or as a dietitian um there's plenty of career opportunities so i think it's a really good field to go into or be interested mm-hmm. in um I kind of mentioned before what I did uh, which was job shadowing and interviewing a bunch of people that had the jobs that I was interested in mm-hmm. to see what it was like what did I like or not like what did they not like about it wow. um and then uh, also about their career path um and their education because um I didn't know what was required to be a dietitian and and it varies from place to place so you do have to look into that so um figuring out like what are the requirements education wise and certifications that i need in order to become you know whatever it is that i want to be right or whether it's a coach or a dietitian um for me i also got another certification in intuitive eating um and so that was separate after i already became a health professional mm-hmm. um so you know it's really like you can continue to move forward so if you don't quite get it like perfectly right the first time mm-hmm. you can just keep adding to your education until you find something that does fit you and and the work that you want to be doing mm-hmm. um yeah so i would say you know just just explore a little bit cuz uh-huh. um especially as a student you have an opportunity that you know a lot of professionals don't have um mm-hmm. because you can ask questions in in much more or less threatening like sometimes once you graduate people will be like oh you're trying to take my job um but as a student you know people yeah. don't care they're like oh i want to help you you know i, yeah, I want yeah. you to grow so um i mean life always actually, yeah quite yeah. can find the uh, better people to support you mm-hmm. so that is definitely important point that you highlighted uh, and i really loved your approach actually like you know earlier as well i mentioned it that you went for the practical approach like you know actually understanding the field and whether it really interests you and then after that you did the certification as well so it's very very important actually that you understand what would be the roles and the responsibilities like you know what would be associated roles in that particular field and then what would you like to do as a in that particular role so once you get into that shoes uh, what kind of a responsibilities would you like to handle and i think that is one of the practical ways that you have mentioned so thank you so much for sharing and we are moving towards our last segment which is more about leadership and definitely the way you are speaking i can see more assertive side as well as you know soft spoken skills so you are leading your areas of expertise so what is your leadership style and any specific leader that you always follow and admire and why um um so i there's a lot of leaders like at the big famous level right that i follow and try to learn from there's many in my personal life like i'm sure you have as well right we all have people who influence us and teach us how to be leaders um my dad is one that comes to mind uh as far as like learning about what a leader does um mm-hmm. like you know he said you know, a leader celebrates the success of of the team and then also protects them so if there's a failure on the team he doesn't just throw them all under the bus right mm-hmm. he just like he protects them and and kind of covers that mistake and leads leads that team to improve mm-hmm. rather than just like destroying the team. Um mm-hmm. so I really like that 
kind of idea um, where there's safety in a, in a team that's being led, where the leader is um, kind of like shepherding this, this group of people along. Um, mm -hmm. And so I have these, these ideas like from my dad, from other people that I want to be a leader. I don't know. Mm -hmm. like, I'm never sure if I'm actually achieving that or not. So I think it's good to ask for feedback. So I actually did. Um, I asked my assistant when, when I got this question, I asked my assistant and um, I said, okay, what kind of leadership style do I have? And she goes, well, you, you have a democratic and coaching style of leadership. Um, and, you know, um, that, that I give her opportunities to learn and grow and succeed. And I think um, those are, are really important. And there are things that I want to continue doing because I've been a part of teams where I've had a great chance to, to learn into a new area, to grow my career, um, where the, the leader was so invested in growing their people, even if that meant that eventually their team members would leave because they've outgrown that space. Mm -hmm. um, but they were just so invested. And so um, they cared so much about advancing their career, not, like not the leader's career, but the mm -hmm. people. Um, and that, I just find that very inspiring. It's really fun to work with um, a leader who feels that way. And it makes you like motivated to do better, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, to be a part of that team. And so I want to create that same space for other people. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's great, actually. And uh, definitely those are the valuable qualities to have, any leader to have. And uh, whoever found that, you know, you have more of like a democratic and coaching approach, definitely you, I can see it in you actually, because for coaching, I think it's very, very important that you have that convincing approach that you can convince others and guide them in a proper way. So I can definitely see that in your communication style because you are very convincing as well as you have a soft spoken skills. So you are very, yeah. So on that front, definitely you, I can see it and definitely you are leading your areas of expertise so once again thank you so much for being the guest on solid saturday this is definitely a valued episode for us to learn more about health nutrition and the diet so that people can be more healthy and happy in their lives so thank you so much thank you for having me uh, thank you all right so this is all about shelly and the way she is managing to lead her areas of expertise definitely nutrition and health is the prior important thing when we think about our lives so um i'm going to close today's episode with a closure quote from thomas edison which says the doctors of the future will no longer treat the human frame with drugs but rather will cure and prevent disease with nutrition so on that quote we are closing today's episode see you guys in the next episode until we meet happy leading let's lead together stay safe as well as stay healthy bye for now